0: Want an ad free version of Daily Tech Headlines and support the show directly? Go to DailyTechHeadlines.com to find out how.
1: Hold up. What was that?
0: Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com tapiphone tap iPhone.
2: These are the Daily Tech Headlines for Thursday, February 14th, 2019. I'm Sarah Lane. Yesterday, BuzzFeed reported that Apple will hold an event at its campus March 25th to introduce a subscription news service. Sources told CNBC that Apple is aiming to launch its TV service in April or early May. Today, Bloomberg reports its sources say Apple is planning to unveil both its video and news subscription offerings at next month's event. The video service is reportedly similar to Amazon Prime, Video and Netflix, including TV shows and movies, either acquired or funded by Apple. The news service is said to be integrated into the Apple News app, bundling subscriptions into a single monthly fee. On the hardware front, Apple said Thursday it will start selling older iPhone models in its stores in Germany again, where they were banned last year due to a patent infringement ruling in favor of Qualcomm. In order to comply with the ruling, Apple said it had no choice but to stop using some chips from Intel in phones headed to Germany. Sources tell Nikkei that Google plans to release a lower-priced smartphone this year and moving quickly to take advantage of disappointing iPhone sales. Google's new phone is said to be priced lower than Apple's lower-model iPhone XR, which starts at $749. Google's latest Pixel line, released last October, started at $799. Other Google products planned for this year include smart speakers, wearables, and web cameras, sources say, plus a new premium phone in Google's Pixel lineup. The European Union's copyright directive is nearing a final full vote by the European Parliament in order to become law. The directive's text has been in closed-door negotiations for the last few months, which include Articles 11 and 13, very controversial and commonly known as the link tax and upload filter. Opponents of the copyright directive still have a chance if the European Parliament's 751 MEPs vote against it sometime in March or April. Perhaps notably, EU elections take place in May. Amazon is canceling plans to build a corporate campus in New York City. The campus was set for Long Island City in Queens, and Amazon claimed it would have created more than 25,000 jobs in the area in exchange for nearly $3 billion in state and city incentives. But after several local lawmakers criticized providing subsidies to such a large corporation, ultimately Amazon said in a statement Thursday, quote, We do not intend to reopen the HQ2 search at this time. We will proceed as planned in Northern Virginia and Nashville, and we will continue to hire and grow across our 17 corporate offices and tech hubs in the U.S. and Canada. Reports filed with the Federal Trade Commission show that Americans lost $143 million to scammers last year, which is only 1.5 of all fraud tracked by the agency. But of that total, the majority of scams were related to online dating. This is a big jump from 2015 when Americans reported just $33 million in romantic scams, according to the agency. People aged 40 to 59 reported the majority of dating scams, but people over age 70 had the biggest losses, with the median around $10,000. By contrast, people aged 20 to 29 years reported a median loss of about $1,000. Happy Valentine's Day. Twitter announced it's testing a new way to preview profiles in its iOS app without having to visit account pages themselves by adding a pop-up menu that shows bios, profile pictures, and other information. The feature helps from having to leave your own timeline mid-thread and then having to go back and find it again. No word from the company on how many folks are part of the test or when the feature will roll up fully. Federal Communications Commission Chairman Ajit Pai said in a press release Wednesday that phone companies need to implement caller ID authentication systems to combat illegal robocalls and spoofing. Back in November, Pai sent letters to AT&T, Comcast, T-Mobile, Sprint, Google, and other phone companies urging all to adopt a unified call authentication system in 2019. The release claims that some carriers have committed to rolling out the caller ID authentication system in the upcoming months, but others have not. Pi says the FCC will consider regulatory intervention if necessary. And finally, Apple told members of its developer program in an email that they must enable two-factor authentication on their account by February 27th. This rule already applies to new members, but is now targeting existing developers who haven't yet enabled 2FA. The general public can still skip setting up two-factor auth, but some app features won't work if you don't have it enabled. You should really enable it. For a more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to dailytechnewshow.com. I'm Sarah Lane. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.
0: My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then...